Make sure you got your game face on. We're here. We're in the room. <laughs> I'm ready. MLVC. Excuse me, but I'm singing in one key and you're singing in another. Poor is the man whose pleasures depend on the permission of another. Open the door now and, and suffocate. suffocate. Just give me a fan. I don't trust any man who hasn't kissed another man. I'm waiting. All right, people, it's time to get your dancing shoes on. You're listening to MLVC. It's all Madonna all the time. Welcome to the party, bitches. But hey, everybody, you're listening to MLVC, the Madonna podcast, your place for all things Madonna. Louise Veronica Giacconi. My name is Stefan, and today we are joined by Ben Garner, who's broadcasting from London. He went and saw the show last night, and we're going to get his review of the Celebration Tour opener. Welcome, Ben. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Ben, you look actually quite rested, considering you were up late last night watching the Queen. <laughs> Physically, I'm rested. I'm still, <laughs> my head is still up in the clouds and my, I'm still transcended from my actual physical body. But no, I'm good. Well, that's a good thing to hear. I mean, so yeah. your overall opinion of the show is positive then? Very much so. I can't wait to talk about it. Go go, go on. Just what, what were your initial thoughts? Jump on it. Well, it's, I'm still trying to find a word to put it together to summarize it where were your seats let's start with that so i was on the i was on the first tier okay and towards the back so i was in the back corner of the first tier but i was at the top of that so i could see and i had pretty much an aerial view of the entire stage nice but i could see her perfectly and you could see all the moving parts work as as she moved from one stage to another so I, I couldn't have asked for a better view, to be honest with you. It was, it was wonderful to see. Um, I think that's the best place to see it from, is from a bit further up, so you can see everything. Yeah, I think if you're... I mean, obviously, it's one thing to be able to be up close with her. Uh-huh. And, you know, so like Neil and his friend Dave, they were in that pit. So it's like the proximity to Madonna is one thing. Yeah. Like being able to be towards the back, like they were saying, you sort of get to see what the show is doing between where she's at, where the screens are, the, you know, like all of the pieces are sort of fitting together. Yeah. And it's, it's, it's in when you, but when you see it from where I was seated, you, you see it straight away. You see the stage as you walk in, you see how grand it is. It filled the entire arena. There wasn't space for any more stage parts. But she made it so intimate. This huge scale felt so intimate. It was, it, and only she can do that. No mm-hmm. one else could pull that off. She only she has that the ability to possess that kind of magic to be able to pull that off. And she did it so splendidly for over what, two hours. What were your thoughts about people around you? Were you know because I mean, obviously you're a big fan, but did yeah. did you did you get a sense of whether there were sort of like fair weather fans who had sort of maybe lost uh, dropped off as a Madonna fan and not come to recent shows and were they back and what were their thoughts about it there was a mixed bag I won't lie there was a lot of people standing up sitting down standing up sitting down um the energy in some of them felt a bit depleted when you went through some more of the more obscure tracks that we as big fans absolutely love but if you're not 
if you're not on it, if you're not in that kind of following of her, then I can I, I can see what I did say to my friend. I went with my friend and I said to him afterwards, that was not a greatest hit show. And that was not for a casual fan, really. Interesting. Okay, so why would you think that? Like, what songs do you feel were on the set list that maybe a Fairweather fan would not resonate with? I don't think... So she opens with Nothing Really Matters, which wasn't a huge hit, really, here. I think it was well-known. But you remember, that was 25 years ago. Sure. And it's not been on any greatest hits project that she's had since it's only recently come well, out other than in, other than uh, uh finally enough love finally enough love right yeah so aside from that it wasn't on ghv2 it wasn't on celebration so the exposure to that song isn't really there for the more for the for the last 25 years so i think people were a bit like oh i think i know this song <laughs> when it started and even you know a lot of the i don't know if this is just in england but people resonate madonna with like a virgin yep holiday material girl the immaculate Bo. collection that's that's the, the madonna collection. a lot of people think i think that's what people thought this tour was going to be just yeah. the immaculate collection so then when it goes um, i'm sorry spoiler alert so when nothing really yeah matters, i think everyone tuning in should know spoiler alert we're, we're spoiling everything yeah so when nothing really matters segues into then everybody, which again isn't, it's not an immaculate collection song. Right. It's pe- people are like, okay, they're dancing, they're going for it, but they're not singing along. The energy hasn't quite hyped up yet. But the it's thing, when so in- I, I will say the thing I thought that was most brilliant about this show, just from a setless perspective, is that Madonna managed to do a greatest hits, quote unquote, greatest hits show without any new material. And yet it still felt fresh and new. You know, yeah. there were there were songs that she had never performed on tour or exactly. haven't haven't performed in ages. And she was able to sort of make it feel like, you know, there was new material when there wasn't. Because this is the first time Madonna's ever gone on tour without supporting an, an album that had just happened either in the last month or two or the last year. So I was curious how she was going to be able to sort of like carry it off and make it, you know, make it new. And uh, I was happy to see that she added in some deep cuts that are sort of like nods to the super fans and the fans that have been with her for years and years, but still keep it on brand for her. Oh, yeah, absolutely. She knows her audience and she knows the variation of her audience. But all in all, whilst the show is very autobiographical, it's very much her story and uh, uh, very cleverly done as well. Mm. Not not with like explicit explanation or narration either. You really have to know the the nods and the winks to really connect the dots to it but it's also i felt a big love letter to the fans the show yep. i loved i mean again i was i was watching poor audio like video lives on instagram so i didn't really get the scope of the show and i will look i will save my own personal review for when i see the show in person yeah. but the the one thing i loved i think they released that professional footage from nothing really matters this morning guy o'siri shared it on his instagram and 
gorgeous footage, by the way, like mm-hmm. gorgeous footage. I, I want Definitely. the whole show. I want the whole show like that right now. <laughs> like, uh, but I thought what was so sweet was, you know, she's singing those opening, those opening bars of nothing really matters. And it sort of, you know, she beckons to the crowd, you know, like because of you. And I thought, wow, that song has been around since Ray of Light. Never once would I have thought that was an ode to fans in any way, shape, or form. And maybe it wasn't when she wrote it, but now it, that's like a fan anthem. Yeah. And I thought, and how, how brilliant and beautiful. And thank you, Madonna. Thank you. Hallelujah. Thank you, Madonna. Because so many, it, it felt like as well that she listened to us fans as well who had been begging for this for so many years and we you know the rumor mills have always been strife with oh nothing really matters is coming this time and it never materializes but this time it's the first song and it and it hits you straight away there's no creeping in like the album version mm-hmm. it's a huge grand start and then she's suddenly there and she's singing and the chorus goes off i know there was a rumor that it would be a strict back version it's nothing of the sort. <laughs> yeah, it's hands in the air. I mean, it's like Club it 69, is, like dance all the way. It is a huge moment and such a good way to kick the show off. And that's how we all felt as well, because I was surrounded. I, so I had the Fairweather fans there, but we had some of the super fans in my section. You're not going to pay £300 to see her and not be a super fan if you're in your right mind. Um, so we, we got it. We got it because she did because of you, and she reached out yeah. and did the, the sweep. But she tied that up again. She closed that loop later on when she was talking to the crowd before burning up, and she said, "How did I make it this far because of you?" Yeah, that was a really poignant note. I wonder if she'll have uh, because that that speech came because the the sound error right she yeah had, they, they had to reset the thing because it was supposed to, it sounded like it was supposed to go straight through straight into, into open, open your heart, heart. Yeah. and so she got messed up and i wonder how, you know if she will have time for speeches like that or if that will you know like we just won't hear her we, we won't hear her talk again in the future well i hope not because it was actually one of my favorite parts of the show um I said to my friend, because she, she was very honest, they were having technical difficulties. Okay, I'll just fill. You know, that was the kind of attitude when usually like, I would have thought, oh, she's going crazy right now. Somebody's getting fired kind of thing. <laughs> yeah. But it, it was good. And she was so, she was just a great fill for it. She didn't need Bob. She, she anchored Bob to come on, but she didn't need him. Sure. She had us there in, in the palm of her hand and she was just talking. She told us this, some really funny but quite sad stories about the time when she first started in New York. And it, was, it felt like it was part of the show. So, it would be, so when I go see the show again, it'll be, I'll, I'll miss that. I enjoyed that. So it was a special moment, really, to kind of have that. Do you, what do you think? So there's been a lot of chit chat online since last night's first show. Do we think that the ending, which Neil and Dave had said felt very abrupt. Do we think that maybe the end was cut short because of O2 policy and curfew that maybe, maybe that delay from 
burning up into open your heart sucked away some of the time from the ending. Like maybe they had to cut it short because they were like, all right, we got to go. What, what do Absolutely. you think? Yeah, hundred percent. And I said to my friend, the, the exact word abrupt, that was such an abrupt ending. It felt like that wasn't that, that clip of celebration and music or 35 seconds of it, it felt like the tail end of a final finale performance, you know, as she's saying goodbye mm-hmm. and she's asking people, you know, the whole sing-along part. It felt like that tail end because there was Bitch I Madonna finished and it just kind of suddenly started with that. Yeah. It didn't, it didn't, there was no cohesion with that. And Stuart Price's mixing throughout the rest of the show was just sublime the mixes and how it interweaves with all the, 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 the songs together. So it felt off straight away. Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of confused faces, myself included, thinking, oh, she's got, she, surely that was just maybe the introduction, she's going to come back on. And then the house lights came up and we looked at the time and it was nearly 10 past 11. And it, it did been seem on. a little weird. I thought, I was like, either that was like when she descended, either that was like, when she would descend and then come back, like the dancers would continue doing something and then there'd be the big hurrah finale, mm-hmm. you know, like, I, I mean, cause maybe she was going to like strip off that crazy nun outfit that she w- that she had on at the end and come back with another finale <laughs> outfit. Yeah. The net curtain. <laughs> so I love that she did that though. Like that what it's, it was such a loony outfit when she wore that and yeah. i love that she brought it back like out of all the stuff that she's worn in the last couple of years that was the one thing she was i know wearing. it was such a crazy it's it's hysterical uh but, it but yeah great. oh she looks fantastic i mean it's amazing it's amazing but yeah i i'm curious to see like what night two will be like whether or not the ending will be adjusted because if that was the intended ending i think they need a little finessing on that. Uh, uh, just a smidge. Something. Like, I don't know what. I don't know what they would improve on. Like, if she wants to end on Celebration, or if there's, like, a completely other encore, like, some other song that she would come out and do, I don't know. But I just feel like it, it did feel incomplete. Yeah, very much so. It didn't feel like it even started, let alone... Yeah incomplete i felt like it was just starting to build momentum and she was singing a line of music and then it just went boom yeah that was it she yeah because she's good with that she's always been good with openings and sticking the landing absolutely she she can close the circle perfectly yeah and And to, to come out with such a powerhouse nothing really matters and then to just sort of like have it peter out just seemed a little like what's happening here there was a lot of confused faces um yeah, it, it, it that was the general consensus with everyone that I spoke to and yeah. everyone in my area. Yeah, so it'll be eyes on eyes on tonight to see what what goes different. You have no idea the lengths I've gone to to stop myself from booking a ticket to go to. I'm as well. surprised you haven't. I'm sure there's got to be a ticket somewhere. Somebody's got to yeah. have a ticket. There, right? There is. There is. I'm keeping an eye out for Tuesday. You just gotta. Instead. You just gotta pony up that money. No, I'm keeping an eye out for Tuesday instead. I've got another event that I've, I'll go to tonight, which I, I can't miss. So, oh, there you go. Well, so let's talk. And now about, it's on the internet. <laughs> let, let's talk about looks. What were your favorite looks from the show? Other than the, the crazy nun, the crazy nun outfit. I mean, how can you beat that one? 
I loved, I mean, nothing really matters where she sort of comes out and like full goddess look. I mean, I love, and I, I gotta say, I love, so Neil, our guest last night, he took fantastic photos. I reposted the one where she sort of has the wing holding out. And it wasn't (laughs) until I saw his photo that I realized, oh, she's reinventing the kimono look from nothing really matters. And I was like, Oh God, she's so good with what she does. Like it's so the callbacks that she has are so smart. And as you notice, you'll see that kind of thread throughout all of the outfits that she wears as well. My personal favorite, I think so. She changed hair for the second and the third act. So she had this very short wig on very reminiscent of Madame X Vogue. Yes. And so what she wore for Vogue, so she had a different suit on, but it was a, a different tailor to it. And when she removed the jacket of that, she had the, the, the sequined comb bras on that as well. And it was like a, a, like a bodysuit kind of, it, and she looked stunning with the hair, the makeup. I, I will say everyone around me said she looks beautiful. Everyone said she looks fantastic um so that one was a highlight for me i loved oh, the chocolate leather bodice with the the, the hat that she that wore was in such the a killer. I, want, I want the those on a t-shirt a serve an absolute seven she looked so phenomenal in it she looked great in all of the clothes that she wore last night and they were so elevated yet so simple as well Oh, I'm sure they must have cost some pretty pennies. I'm pretty sure they did. Every, everyone talking about how expensive it is to go see the show. It's like, well, you, you can see it on the stage. There it is. <laughs> and you can see where the money, I will say this. I mean, I wasn't able to say this for another show I've seen of hers before. Let's not, but, let's not throw other pop people under the, no, under the bus. No, no, no. No, it's a Madonna show. Um, I can, <laughs> so I can see where the money has gone this time. So we 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 spoke about the staging and how it's the the grandness of it. Yeah, it makes it feel so intimate. The lighting rigs, so good. Oh, it's the best lighting she's ever had, and it's so immersive with the rest of the set pieces, the screen projections that just drape down from the ceiling over the crowd next to the B stages. I, it's a, you can see it's expensive. Yeah, well, that's why it's she doesn't. Ha- that's why she doesn't have a band or backup singers. She can't afford them. Of course, <laughs> <laughs> I did say. I did say. Aha, that's where she's put that money. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was. It's weird to not see her with backup singers for the first time. I mean, were there? I, I, there must have yeah. been. Were there any like off stage, or was it all? It, it was all pre-recorded. There was no one on that stage with her. I think Stuart Price was at by the mixing desk. Mm-hmm he would have had to have been there as a musical director. He had to be somewhere or whether they were below stage. Yeah, maybe something. Well, right. Because like, if you think about Madame X, she had a a band, but they were just off stage. You know, you didn't see them. So I was wondering if maybe there were backup singers, but like just off stage and she just never brought them on. Yeah. You see a lot of shows these days where the band are actually not visible on stage um, or they, they, they pop in in some form or another, uh, but no, no visible band, but she had a, a big troop of dancers. Yeah. And they looked they great. Were, they were Madonna tour caliber dancers as well. Yes, it's just I, that I, like appreciated, I appreciated the, the, 
the swarthy shirtlessness that was going on. It's like with men, women, they, them, like uh, there was no, every, everyone got their turn to be shirtless. Yes, they did. It was, uh, and even the dancers costumes as well, they were a nod like the one when she's in the box, the negligee, I call it negligee, <laughs> the box, the nighty, the nighty. The they're all in this pinstripe pants with, encrusted chain that goes around you know the express yourself trousers sure. and but they, they they were great as well and they complimented us so well yeah and so were there any songs that she didn't sing that you wished she had sung rescue me mm, yeah i mean i think we all sort of were hoping maybe mm-hmm. but we you know we had we've theorized about this many times in the podcast it's just like it might be too ambitious of a vocal song for her to sing every night, you know, night. I mean, I've heard rumors and again, we have to, you know, tread lightly when, when it comes to rumors, but maybe it'll come somewhere down the road, you know, like maybe there's a, like she'll slot one song out for another at some point. Yeah. I felt like where she did, she, so she did the acoustic cover of I will survive by Gloria Gaynor so and that was just her and playing the guitar. It was so very reminiscent to what she did on Rebel Heart. So yeah. it looks like there's an, an opportunity for interchangeable songs there. Yeah. Because so yeah, Rescue Me for me, and I would love to have seen Secret again. Mm, yeah, there was a couple. Uh, I mean, we, we said it last night. I was sort of hoping for Candy Shop, but uh, uh, you know. We, we didn't get that. Actually, was there any Sticky and Sweet music on? I don't no. think there was one song from Sticky and Sweet. No, not one. Was there Rebel Heart? I mean, we heard a little bit of Living for Love. Oh, Bitch, Bitch I'm Madonna. Madonna. Yeah. Bitch, I'm Madonna. MDNA, where did we... I heard a little bit of Girl Gone Wild. There was a bit of Give Me All Your Loving as well. So right, the intro but too. no full songs from MDNA. Nothing. Interesting. I mean, I would have loved Girl Gone Wild in general, but I guess maybe it just didn't fit the vibe. You know how she does that, you know, with her songs, it's like, is is it telling the story? Is it progressing the narrative that she wants to put up there? And if it's not, sorry, you know, no. like I, I, that's why like for the, the people begging for some older hits to put something like material girl in there, it's like, well, where would that have fit? What, what, how would that have progressed the narrative in any way? I don't know where it would have gone. It's, because you know you you hear the it's the same with every single Madonna show you go to you come out and you hear people where was express yourself where was this and I think where would it have gone there was just nowhere for it to have I cannot think of a place it would have slotted into now to put and so to have Hattersley slot in a classic just for the sake of putting in a classic is injustice to that classic yeah there was the, no point to it. I mean, I, I think, you know, Frozen, it would have been nice to see Frozen. I mean, I think pa- people were hoping that she might sing Power of Goodbye, you mm. know. Like, I mean, but it's like, well, this isn't the Ray of Light tour, you know. <laughs> no, no. I I do think Frozen was missing. Out of all of the monster signature songs that didn't make the show, I felt like there was a perfect opportunity for Frozen to come yeah. after Rain because the mm. imagery in the back is from the Frozen video. Yeah, I say, yeah, I know. It's well, and it's such a great song, too. You know, I mean, she's always, she's done yeah. such great. I mean, I'll be slightly controversial. I think Neil said the same thing. It's like, 
I could have done without human nature. I, oh yeah, completely. You know, like uh, put, put frozen in instead of human nature. I mean, I didn't really need human nature, but no. I get it. It's a, it's an anthem for her personally, you know, for her career. She feels very attached to the message of that song. So I totally get it. And look, it's her show, you know, God, God forbid we, we were like, Madonna, no, you shouldn't do that. <laughs> you know? I mean, controversially as well. I mean, as much as I love, love to see it live all of the time, I don't think Lysla had a place, mm. really. I feel that that it came, it changed the the tone of the, that section. Yeah, quite drastically. Where did it, where did that f- f- factor in? I forget where that was factoring. Uh, so she went in from don't tell after mother and father. Oh well, so I love mother and father, but again, oh. that's one of those where I'm like, I maybe uh, like uh, frozen as you know, like a song people know, as opposed to, I mean, mother and father, I loved it on reinvention and I love the album version, but I just feel like that's one of those, no, no one who has, you know, like if you're just a greatest hits Madonna fan, you wouldn't know that song. But it's the visual aid to it. What, yeah. how she narrates it herself with David and the, the, the visuals that come down. See, mother- That's a lot of, I mean, a lot of the live stream, uh, Whoever was, God bless the person holding the camera. It was like this, like ah. I, was, I was staring up at a ceiling half the time. So I, I missed a lot. I mean, it cut out. I didn't even know she sang rain because I think it had like the live had cut out for about 10 minutes. So there's a lot of stuff I'm looking forward to seeing live and sort of having appreciation for, you know, seeing what she's doing with the performance will be nice. But um, yeah. so, yeah, I didn't, that's why I can't really talk properly about it because I didn't, I haven't really seen it. No, mother and father was one of those she had quite a few very special moments in the mm-hmm. show with her kids. Mm-hmm. And that was one of them. And it was, it's probably a top five highlight for me after oh, the show. Wow. That's nice. Yeah. That's good to hear. I mean, I love that song. It's, it's, she's, it's, it's a beautiful song and completely different appreciation for it now as well. I mean, I, I love the song anyway. I love American life, the album, but it's, it's not one that I would go to, to listen to, on a walk or, you know, as I'm, mm-hmm. it would be, it's got a skip factor to it when I'm listening to it in everyday life. Interesting. But it, it stood out to me and it was one that I took away from the show. It yeah. was, it was re- really nice. Nice. Um, so you were going to go back again? When are you seeing the show again? So for sure, I'm going to Stockholm uh-huh. um, in two weeks time and 6th of December nice. at the O2 again oh yeah she goes back to london it's yes after like a bunch of time yes so she's here through till thursday then she goes over to belgium then to denmark and then stockholm and she'll come back here towards the end of the year after paris after paris yes yes nice so i'm hoping to go again this week because I, i i'd like to see it with clearer eyes because i've obviously opening night everything is it's very overstimulating, <laughs> yeah, overwhelming, and you're just trying to process something in your own time. But Madonna does not go at your own time; she goes at her own time, and it's yes. bam, bam, bam. Yeah. So I'd like to see it again with clearer eyes and see what was see if there was anything that was missing. Yeah. Well, it's always good to see the show a little later in the run because they adjust things or fix things or yeah. assuage things, and they're a little bit more you know, they're used to it. It's, it has a bit of a flow. Yeah. I loved its imperfections though. It wasn't as 
Madonna's, you know, usually very militant with yeah. with how her show runs from start to finish. It's song, 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 interlude, song, song. It's there's no breathing space, and that's because she's hooked up to projection and to the the music, and so she has to keep running with the speed of the show. So this one was a lot more loose. Mm. It didn't feel as polished as the previous ones which I enjoyed immensely. Mm-hmm. It felt a lot more, it had that, I think she took a lot of what she learned from doing theatres with Madame X and having a sense of spontaneity with it and speaking to the crowd a lot more. Like she was very, she was happy to be there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, I think after her past couple of months, I'm sure she's happy to be there as well. She, it was, uh, yeah, and she was, it was just so poignant. And I, I, when she was talking, she was saying just how severe what had happened to her was where she lost five days. All I kept thinking was, thank God we have you. Thank God you're still here. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, I don't think we knew the severity of it when it was like, I think people were just like, Oh, she's just not feeling good. But it was like, no, I think she almost lost. I think she almost left, (laughs) you know? Yeah. Well, I'm a nurse. So when, um, the, 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 the post from guy came out saying bacterial infection, you know, I, I knew it wasn't, Mm-hmm. wasn't good like yeah. i know what what can happen as a result of that and knowing madonna you know she'll she'll try pushing through something and just shrug it off until it gets to a point where she's very unwell yeah and by the well, sounds of I'm it i'm glad she looked healthy and vibrant and beautiful and she did and in really good shape she did she was in fantastic shape she was she looked stunning she looked it was just nice to see her look happy on stage and yeah. enjoy and grill, she didn't have her grills i was like oh how, when was the last time we've seen her smile without her grills i was like oh, I amazing i know i was like oh that's my madonna yes. there she is i know i was like oh thank god uh but no it's the and her voice her vocals her vocals beautiful she's got she's rich she's remastered her control again mm. of of the voice you know bringing songs down a semitone or pitching a bit this in a different way she's to, to suit her suit her, her instrument at this yeah. stage she's she sounded yeah. phenomenal yeah it was tough to sort of appreciate her vocals because like i, I said last night the the live streams, whoever was filming the live streams, yeah. they were singing quite loudly. And <laughs> so I would hear, I was hearing them very off tune, uh, but <laughs> I could sort of hear Madonna in the background. No, she, she was very good. Very lovely vocals. Nice. Well, Ben, thank you for taking your time out of your day. Uh, I know you're going to get some rest the rest of the afternoon, but before I let you go, we're going to do a little segment we like to call the lightning round. This is just okay. meant to be quick off the top of your head, wherever you're at in your Madonna journey right now. Don't think too hard. Favorite Madonna song? Open your heart. Favorite Madonna album? Oh, Triple Oh, interesting. Favorite Madonna music video? Bedtime Story. Favorite Madonna tour? The Confessions Tour. Favorite Madonna movie? Pass. Oh, you can't. Stop. Truth or dare. Okay, there we go. See, I was going to say, there has to be one. Uh, favorite Madonna look, and this can be from a video, a tour, a photo shoot, last night. 
Oh, oh, oh. I've always been obsessed with Dram World Tour opening outfit with the tartan kimono, tartan kilt and the short hair. Which version? Uh, European version or US version? Because she changed it. European. Yeah. That's the later European. No, sorry. The one that she wears in Detroit. (laughs) Okay. Definitely that one. Okay. There's so many. Yeah, it's, it's, it's tough to narrow down. Uh, ben, thanks for giving us your first impressions. Tell everyone where they can find you on social if they want to follow your future adventures at the at the uh, Celebration Tour. So you can follow me on... Your, I will log it on my Instagram. My Instagram is bengarner90. That's Ben with two N's. So B-E-N-N-G-A-R-N-E-R-9-0. And that, you can find me there. There we go. Well, thank you. And remember, everybody, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, threads, we're at MLVC Podcast. If you haven't already subscribed to this YouTube channel, hit that subscribe button so you never miss a video. We're going to be going live again later today after the second show at the O2. Uh, so please feel free to check that out a little later. And if you'd like to donate to the show, we're on Venmo at MLVC Podcast. Help keep this show going. Um, ben, thanks again. Thank you. Until next time, everybody, 